Well, the NBA trade deadline has come and gone, and boy, oh boy, was it exciting. The Lakers essentially have an entirely new team, adding two new faces today to the purple and gold. So let's just get right into it because, wow, there is a lot to talk about. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker Dad. Oh my gosh, Dad. I mean, what a 24 hours. The Lakers essentially have six new players on this roster, if you're including Rui. Obviously, yesterday, you know, we had a huge day in getting D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley and uh, Jared Vanderbilt. And then today, they weren't done because they added Davon Reed and uh, Mo Bamba to the mix. So, I mean, what are your initial thoughts, Dad? Craziness. Hannah, I think most experts believe the Lakers you know, did the very, very best they could with the limited resources that they had to work with. And I think most people are giving Rob Palenka an A for the last couple of days, for the last week, for that matter, if you include Rui Hashimuri. So I think that, you know, the Lakers have a better team now. They're a younger team now. They're a more athletic team now. They're a more balanced team now. They have more size. So, you know, there's a lot of room for optimism, Hannah. I mean, these are all young guys. Uh, By my count, the Lakers now only have three players on the roster who are over 26, unless I'm forgetting somebody, uh, who are over 26 years of age. So they're a young team, but they do have some experience. These young guys, you know, like D'Angelo Russell, he's only 25 or 26, but this is his seventh year. So, you know, again, uh, we got some interesting pieces, Hannah. Yeah, so like I said yesterday, obviously, you know, Lakers were busy with getting D'Angelo Russell and, uh, and of course, Malik Beasley and then Jared Vanderbilt. And then today, Dad, very early on, it was announced that the Lakers would be sending Thomas Bryant to the Denver Nuggets for Davon Reed and three second-round picks. Now, that's interesting because reportedly Thomas Bryant actually requested that trade. Uh, he was a little upset that his playing time and his minutes had been diminished since Anthony Davis came back to the lineup. So apparently he requested that trade. But then the second one... This is, I think, a huge steal, Dad. We traded Patrick Beverly and a second-round picks for Mo Bamba. Uh, I mean, I would have traded, no offense, Patrick Beverly for a bag of Doritos at this point. I mean, he was pretty much a no-factor for us. So I'm really excited about Mo Bamba, especially for the uh, the defense that he he brings to this team. Yeah, Hannah, I'm I'm guardedly optimistic about Mo Bamba too. Um, and you're right. I mean, giving up Patrick Beverly at this stage of his career was not really like giving up anything, to be honest with you. Now, Mo Bamba underachieved in Orlando. There's no question about it. But he was a lottery pick just a few years ago. He's only 24 years old. I have a feeling maybe with the new scenery, sometimes guys, you know, really blossom after they leave leave the team that drafted them. And I'm sure. Playing for Orlando, you know, that has been mired in, you know, just poor play and losing the last few years. I'm sure this might be a fresh start for him. You know, he's got great size, great wingspan. He's a shot blocker and he can step out and knock down some three point shots. So, again, uh, I know he's underwhelmed and underperformed in Orlando, but he's still got potential. You know, he's got some real potential here. It could have some good upside to it. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, obviously, uh, Mo Bamba's a huge upgrade on defense, and he can still really stretch the floor because he's shooting nearly 40% from from three-point this season. You know, Dad, what's crazy is 24 hours ago, the Lakers had three players who shot over 35% from three. 
Now we have six. And not only that, we added so much youth to this team. You know, one of the biggest things that people were really critiquing the Lakers besides their three-point shooting was the fact that we were such an older veteran team. But you know, Dad, like you mentioned it, we have so many young guys. All of these guys that we got, Dad, Rui, 25, D'Angelo Russell, just 26, um, Malik Beasley, 26, Mo Bamba, 24. I mean, we got dramatically younger we got drastically better with our three-point shooting. And, you know, I think we actually got better defensively. So the big key here now is can they put this all together in time to make a playoff push? Or is it just a little too late? Because obviously, you know, this was our roster going into to the season. I would be saying, dang, we're looking really, really good. But, you know, we're well over halfway into the season. Um, only, what did you say, about 24, 25 27 game, games? 27 games left of the season. So it's difficult. You know, it's one thing when you just get one or two new players, implement them into a new system. But to have entirely, you know, a, a new team, it's going to be a challenge definitely for uh, Darvin Ham and his coaching staff. Yeah, Hannah, I think the Lakers had no choice but to do what they did. You know, if anybody watched that last game, I know we were excited, you know, to see LeBron break the record. That was spectacular. But, you know, behind the scenes, you know, you could all see, we can all see the Lakers were just really out of it. You know, Russell Westbrook was fighting with the coaches. You know, uh, Anthony Davis was sulking on the bench. It just, they looked like a team, and they were losing to an Oklahoma team that they should have beat it, and they really needed to beat, you know, honestly. And, you know, this team looked like it was at the point of collapse to me, to be honest with you. And it was weird because it was juxtaposed against, you know, the euphoria of LeBron James breaking the record. But behind it all, the Lakers lost the game, and it was an embarrassing loss, and it was a bad loss. And I, I think Rob Palenka felt look, this team is about to explode. We got to make some big moves here and hope for the best. You know, and sometimes you do addition by subtraction. I'm just wondering if getting rid of Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly, not that they weren't contributing on the court, but maybe in the locker room, you know, they were bringing people down and, and maybe just there'll be a cloud that's lifted from the Lakers. Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of reports today uh, that, you know, sources that cannot be named, but people close to the team said that, you know, Russ was really just a cancer in the locker room, that they absolutely had to get rid of him. So, you know, listen, the Lakers did all this. They got all these guys, you know, addressed all of their weaknesses and I think had a major upgrade. And Dad, we really did so by only trading one protected first round pick. So I do definitely think this is a win for the Lakers. Obviously, can they put it all together in time is the question mark here. But, you know, listen, the Western Conference is, you know, completely wide open right now. So we've got to, you know, move things along quickly. There can't be too much of an adjustment period, but it's definitely, you know, not too long, too much of a long shot here. And have they, you know, that gives them enough time that they could just make that playoff spot. Then, you know, come playoff time, who knows what this team can do? Because obviously we've got a ton of, ton of talent on this roster. You know, I know my Laker fam is just so excited. Yeah, Hannah, um, I, I just, I, I don't want to be pessimistic. I want to be optimistic and I am happy about the the moves that were made. But I think we all have to realize now the Lakers are, as we sit here doing this podcast, five games under 500. They're playing tonight, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, you know, who are on a tear. They're an outstanding team and LeBron's not playing. You know, if we lose that game as, you know, we probably will, we'll be six games under that. That's, that's, you know, the lowest we've been in a long time. And this is going to be an enormous, you know, hole to dig ourselves out of. 
with all these new players. I'm not sure if Darvin Ham is up to the task as a rookie coach of kind of putting this all together on the fly and, and getting everybody to gel. You know, but it's going to be exciting. It's going to be interesting, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Yeah, definitely. I think. I mean, obviously, they're not going to play uh, tonight against the Bucks, but I think Saturday against. I think it's the Warriors. Uh, that's going to be the first kind of sign and the first showing of this team. So everyone better be. You know, I'm. I'm sure they're all super excited. But Dad, I want to ask you a, a little question. Obviously, uh, people still kind of you know questioning Anthony Davis and why he seemed so out of it the other night uh, when LeBron broke that scoring record. Today, head coach Darvin Ham actually addressed the media about it. And all he said is, you know, listen, he's not going to comment further on it, but all the, the media outlets and the reports that are being, you know, said are completely false. Wasn't the most reassuring thing, but I mean, do you think you have any kind of inkling? I'm really curious to see how Anthony Davis comes out and plays tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, it's also uh, been reported LeBron James will not be playing tonight uh, due to uh, a foot soreness that apparently is not anything too serious, but they're going to obviously be cautious of it. What do you think about all this with Anthony Davis? Um, what do you think this could mean? And what do you think it, he needs to come out and do to uh, hopefully help the Lakers get the win tonight? You know, Hannah, I don't buy for a second what Darvin Ham said this afternoon. Um, you know, because we could all see with our own eyes. We, we saw, you know, Anthony Davis go and sit down on the bench while everybody else in the entire Crypto.com arena was celebrating. He was sitting on the bench with a really kind of a sour look on his face. And then we also saw and heard after the game when he was interviewed, and he just seemed really depressed. He seemed really out of it. So, you know, I don't know how we can all misinterpret that. What we don't know, something was obviously causing him a lot of, you know, discomfort that night. He, you know, he was definitely upset about something that night. We don't know what it is. There's been lots of speculation, and, you know, there's no point speculating further. But you're right, Hannah. Uh, you know, he had a great game against Giannis. He dominated Giannis when the Lakers beat the Bucks uh, a month or so ago in Milwaukee. If the Lakers are going to have any chance tonight, you know, he's going to have to have one of those games. I, is he mentally and physically ready for that? I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how he shows up tonight. Obviously, uh, a big one tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks, and they're going to be doing it exceptionally shorthanded without LeBron James. And without, you know, six of their guys or five of their guys. I and mean, we got rid of a lot of guys here. So it's going to be really interesting. Uh, definitely uh, make sure to check it out. It's going to be tipping off here in just about an hour as we are finishing recording this podcast. But Laker fam, I want to hear it from you guys. What do you think of uh, the Lakers, this trade deadline? What grade would you give them? Who are you most looking forward to watching Rock the Purple and Gold? Let me know. You can tweet me. My Twitter is at Hannah underscore Kulik. And, of course, you can also always message me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Hannah Rose Kulik. Until next time, Laker Han and Laker Dad are out. Bye, everyone.